It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Car con carne live on a Friday night. It is quarantine con carne. Still, as we're sheltering in place. Earlier today on this very podcast, Scott Lucas of Local H joined me to announce that Local H is bringing concerts back to Illinois. We've been hungry for this. We've been waiting for this. You can see the band in concert at a drive-in movie theater. They're playing at the Harvest Moon Drive-In in in Gibson City. Just go south on 57 and keep driving for about two hours. It's going to be amazing. It's live music back in Illinois. This is happening on the 25th. It's a Thursday night. Tickets on sale Monday morning at 9. You can keep an eye on Local H's socials for ticket info on that. Carcon Carney is sponsored tonight by Siren Records McHenry, now offering online ordering. I, I, I can't read what I wrote because my mouse went down again. Siren Records McHenry, go to their website. If you're in a band, if you uh, own a label, you want to get your product in a store, reach out to them. Carcon Carney also sponsored tonight by C&H Financial Services. Freeprocessingnow.com is where you find them. All right, so I'm James. Over there, uh, to my left, I don't know how it shows on your Facebook screen, that's Johnny. Below him, it's Miko. They are members of Lights Over Bridgeport, my guest tonight. And in fact, in about 30 minutes, if you're watching this live, 30 minutes from right now, they're going to be performing right here on Carcon Carney, which is very exciting. So we're, we're going to do a whole lot of scene setting here. Uh, thanks for joining me on a Friday night, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having Such us. Such a pleasure. Super pumped. So the first question is the same question I ask of everybody. Are you guys doing okay? Are you are you holding up all right? Are you healthy? Are you, are you keeping sane? He's not. <laughs> Every day, I'm doing great. a little bit farther. No. Uh, I'm doing great. Um, you know, the whole uh, the whole quarantine thing has been a little bit of a process. It's kind of it's it feels like the twilight zone because it feels like um, you know it's been like like ten weeks now and or longer and. You know, it's it's weird to think that that much time has gone by. It feels almost like a couple days, but then it also feels like an eternity. Um, it like- is so weird. I, I had a week off of work a couple weeks ago. And generally speaking, when you have a week off of work, it feels like a week off of work. You're doing different things. You're going different places. You're, you're busy. It felt no different than a day at work because I've been working from home and I'm still in the same place in front of the same computer it didn't feel any different. So there's that weird groundhog day aspect to everything. So yeah, Miko, I, I definitely feel where you're coming from, but we're safe. Yeah. We're healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you guys, your timing is everything new release better this way. No better time to release it than during a pandemic. Actually <laughs> I, I say that facetiously, but I, I kind of believe that's true. And I've said this before. I think people are starved for content. They're starved for distraction. So this may, in fact, be the best time to put new music out into the universe. What do you think? I hope so. It's, it's been weird it, uh, through the whole, the, whole, the whole process of this. I mean, we set the release date, the digital release date for their album. It was probably like the week before like, the shit hit the fan. And it was like, like, I mean, it was a matter of days from the point that we set the release date. We realized that all this stuff was going to happen. So it felt kind of strange, but... Uh, the reception has been incredible, and it's nice to give something to to people during this insane time. One unmistakable fact is I listen to the new music. You guys are a Chicago band. I mean, you, you make that, that fact front and center. Uh, I mean, morning in Chicago. It, it's right there, right, right out of the gate. 
tell me about your relationship to Chicago. There's clearly some civic pride going on there. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, I moved here about four and a half years ago, lived in the area my whole life. And the writing process for the record was, um, it was kind of uh, a reflective process for me going back through some stuff that I'd been through. And um, it's basically like a story that, that I lived through. And the setting for that story was the city that I live. So it only came naturally um, for some of that to come out. Um, so he's been here even longer than I have. We, we're both from the same hometown, but uh, it's actually because of Mika that I wound up here in the neighborhood. So I have him to thank for that. <laughs> you needed a buddy close by. Right. Yeah, very close. He, he moved into the apartment behind mine. Same address for, what, two years? Three years? Yeah, we had the same address and then uh, just different apartments. And then we kind of went to opposite sides of the neighborhood. Yeah, or uh, country. Oh, yeah. He was in Texas for about a year while we were writing this album. So that was another challenge to the process. <laughs> Here's something interesting. And maybe I'm the only one who thinks this. Miko looks like he's in a hostage video. <laughs> Miko, Miko, can you say they're treating me very well here? Uh, yeah, but uh, they're telling me they're doing this. <laughs> uh, by the way, the mouse works, so now I can actually look at what I'm doing. This is first world problem right here, right in front of you. Um, well, speaking of the Chicago stuff, well, first of all, let's go back to Morning in Chicago. This this song sounds like an anthem to me. I mean, there there's no accident that this is kicking off the album. Don't let the fire inside you die. This This is get your fist in the air. Let's sing along. That's, that's the one to come out of the gate with. Yeah, we, we feel good about it. Uh, it was kind of a, for me, it was like a little bit of a microcosm of the record as a whole, like that song. Um, it kind of just covers a decision that I wanted to make about not being down in the dumps. Um, so it kind of set the tone. And that was one of the, when I early in the process, when I was like, when we were all realizing together that we're going to do a full length record because we've done nothing but EPs basically to this point. And, um, early on, that was one of the first songs that I was writing. And, um, I kind of just dug in with that one and, and I knew it was going to be the opening track. And I was thinking about, uh, literally just my process of waking up every day, making my coffee and, uh, not being a sad mope. So, <laughs> so that's kind of where that came from. And, and I think that that, that song kind of pushed the process of the writing for, for the rest of the album, for sure. And again, if you're watching this right now, it's nine 11, uh, closer to nine 40, these guys are going to play and they're going to play a song called little devil, which is on the album. Also very much a Chicago song. I want to drive home to Chicago. That's right there, right up front. Um, tell me about that song before, since you're going to be playing it tonight. That, that song is uh, is a little bit of a weird one for us because we've never done an acoustic song before. Um, but I was playing around with that song and I was thinking about the idea of, uh, like, I love sad music a lot. And my old roommate kind of, he like impressed this idea upon me that um, that sometimes like sad music is great, but sometimes it can sort of needlessly be like added it can sort of add to the sadness that you're already experiencing. And so there's a lot of on the record where I'm, I'm wrestling with the idea of not giving in too much to negativity and too much to sadness to the point that it just kind of takes over things. And so that song is dealing with uh, like, do I always need to be choosing sadness? Do I always need to be choosing like to look at the dark things rather than the light? 
Um, so just kind of dealing with some of that. But of course, the setting, as you've pointed out, very much here in Chicago. And then there's Southside Serenade. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> the funniest one. And that's, that song's a blast, for and sure. And it references, Na- references Naperville, which is the swingers capital of the Midwest. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have to act like I didn't know that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if the cul-de-sac's rocking, don't come, or, yeah, don't come knocking. <laughs> yeah, so, that, song, that song I wrote kind of making fun of my dating life. Uh, I had a date in Naperville once, and um, when you're kind of hanging around the south side and you transition to Naperville, it's a big kind of paradigm shift and kind of the surroundings, but it was a good time. <laughs> you transitioned from the south side to Lululemon and groceries and Mariano's. Right. <laughs> eating tapenade and stuff like that it was very fancy yeah yeah because on the south side they say tape nade but uh, you know once you get out to neighborville it's tapenade <laughs> uh, i want to say hi to jeff jack maxon chancho natalie and brian who are watching uh brian shamey from the daily herald that's lovely that, that he's uh joining tonight. what's up brian uh my buddy base says jvo that beard needs its own podcast this this beard was podcast ready before the pandemic i'm just saying but why why stop it now it's very loud and proud. It is. It is. I, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I don't mind the gray. I'm not a kid. I'll own up to that. I behave, I behave like a 14-year-old sometimes, but here we are. Uh, a song I played on the radio, which I just love, it's a song about a dog. song for Sadie. Is that your, is that your dog? Is that, that was my dog. Yeah, that was Oh, mine. it's yours. Okay. Yeah, Sadie, she was uh, my master for 11 years. Now, Sadie's no longer with us? Sadie's no longer with us, no. It seems like 11 years is a long time for a Mastiff to live, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. She that, that's did, a well, big breed. Yeah, she did good. She, she, uh, she was good. She was healthy for a long time. But yeah, you're right. Usually they're like seven, eight max. She wants cool. to stick around for a while. And Sadie's forever memorialized on the yeah. new album, which I think is amazing. One of the more interesting songs of the album, you, you buried toward the end of it. Uh, I think Same Heart is one of the more nuanced, one of the more interesting songs on the album. Tell me what that's about. I actually wrote that song as a gift for my friend Jessica. She lives in Canada. And, and during the, the, the album, a lot of the themes, like I've, I've mentioned, you know, just dealing with a lot of negative stuff. I was going through some stuff. And Jessica was a friend that uh, supported me throughout all of it in a way that was just kind of overwhelming like she really kind of literally literally carried me on her back even though we were thousands of miles apart she would just check in with me and look after me and so i uh, i was inspired to write that song for her she's got a a baby that's going to be born every any day now so i think it's like due in like a month so i was stoked even though i was i was disappointed that it was taking so long for our record to come out I found out she was going to have a baby and I'm like, man, this is going to be cool. She's going to have a baby and they can listen to this song. And it was just, I was really excited to share that with her. So that's a great, I'm glad I asked. That's a great story. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys have been doing this for a while, uh, dating all the way back to 2012, 2013, or even earlier than that. It's actually even earlier than that. Uh, we've got this like long history, the way we are now, basically this iteration of Lights Over Bridgeport started when you said about, about 2012, 2011, but we've actually been playing together since around 2005. So long wow. time. Yeah. And going back to the early days, one of my biggest disappointments with your band, Orchata from back in 2013, not really about Orchata and I love Orchata. <laughs> well, 
No, it's not. I, I, I think we kind of missed the mark with that one. But that, yeah. that song used to be so great for us live. So uh, people maybe weren't getting that, that part of it. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, sorry. We didn't know what to call that song. And we just had, we were obsessed with El Milagro, which made its way into Southside. We're still um, obsessed with it. Yeah. yeah for good so we reason. used to go there all the time and just gorge and make ourselves sick and just with a giant, you know, large horchata. And so we just couldn't come up with a good name for the song. And that just came out as like a working title and it just stuck. You know what's funny about that too is I remember asking at the time on Twitter, like just some of my friends, what to call it. And I, I had horchata as one of the choices. And I remember my friend, Mike Golden was like, don't call it Orchata. <laughs> he was like, he's like, that's a, I think he said it was like a vampire weekend song or something like that. I don't really know that band that oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I don't know. And we just, we kept sipping horchata. So we just decided to call it Orchata. It's like liquid rice pudding. What's not to love about it? It's the best. It, it is the it's best. clearly the best. <laughs> and I haven't had any in a really long time. I, I'm, I'm overdue for that. And some fish tacos. One song I love from you guys, which I still play on the radio every now and then, I still love Saving April. Oh, thanks, dude. That, that's a great one. And that, that's a few years old now, which seems crazy because I feel like you just sent it to me. Yeah, it's, it's insane. That song is going on four years old now. So it doesn't seem like we've been around that long, but it's getting up there. <laughs> I love it. Well, again, the new album is Better This Way. 9:40. We're gonna 9:40 between 935 and 940. Let's figure out how that works. Uh, you're gonna be playing right here in Carcon Carney. So what that means is we're gonna kill this Facebook live stream and then come back with the new performance stream, which is cool. Uh, I appreciate you guys willing to try this from quarantine. I mean, in a perfect world, we'd be doing this in my car. This is clearly not a perfect world we're in, not by a long shot right now. The world's well, on. I want to I want to talk about that because you know anything that involves food is something that we're interested in and <laughs> is that true about guys though is that really something that any guy would say probably but we take it to the next level like putting out milagro on our in our songs phil's pizza we put in our songs so so it's like i i'm simultaneously extremely grateful to be here with you james a local legend but i'm also a little bummed that we're not in a car just gorging on something i get it and it's funny i was thinking about this for the past day or so as phase three kicks in and people are going to venture out into the hot zone again, what do I do with my podcast? This is like my 64th or 65th episode I've done from home as opposed to in my car. How long do I keep this going before I go back in the car? The cautious person in me says, I'm going to be doing this through Christmas, but I don't know. So if that's the case, do I put a plastic sheeting between the passenger and driver seats? What do we record standing outside the car on opposite sides of the car. I don't know what to do. Like this is, should, this is what I'm wrestling stretch with. Limo or get like a hearse or something and just like distance. I, I can barely afford the gas in my Mazda three. So I'm sticking with that, <laughs> but these are all no, no bad ideas in a brainstorm. I realize I don't want to shoot you down. Uh, but yeah, this is something I'm thinking about. I'm sure no different from any business artist. How, what does that look like when you emerge from your quarantine cocoon? How do you, how do you navigate around the world? No, and I'm sure it's something you guys were thinking of. Like, do you look to restaurants that have outdoor patios and do acoustic sets there? Like, what does that look like for you guys? Oh, we've been wondering about that. Like, it, like as far as like whenever shows come back, like whenever that is, like, are people even going to come? Like, we're kind of used to sometimes playing shows where people are kind of standing in the back. 
but you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, it's going to be weird to see how, how that all happens. I'm not, cause I know a lot of friends that, that are not like, they're not like chomping at the bit to get out in crowds. So as much as everyone wants people, wants stuff to come back, you don't know how it's going to be. Right. Before I let you go and get ready to play a little devil, I, I can't believe I didn't mention this. I knew he was affiliated with the album in some way, shape, or form. And my first time listening through the album, I was kind of half listening. I think I was working. I, I was doing something else. I'm like, holy crap, that's Dennis Buckley of 88 Fingers Louie. That's his voice. And it's the song The Worst, which I, I, I can't believe I almost got out of this interview without mentioning it. I love that song. Thank you, see a friend, just friend of a friend. We've become friends through, through doing shows. Um, I think we first played with 88 back in like 14 or 15. Um, one of the shows we were just like begging to be on. It was like a local show at Reggie's. And then we did a show with them in uh, Green Bay. And um, those guys have been so awesome to us. And uh, we've, we've become friends, like kind of just rubbing elbows around town, I guess, doing shows. And uh, actually right before this whole quarantine happened, which this was after even Dennis saying on the record, uh, Dennis and I went out to LA, like on a little vacation and went and saw a hardcore show and visited friends out there. So, um, yeah, he's been awesome and he killed it on the album, man. It, it's that song came out great. Love that song. All right. I, I can't believe I almost forgot that. So before I let you go, I do want to say again, Carcon Carney is sponsored by Siren Records, McHenry, CNH Financial Services. Again, Local H, see them on June 25th, Harvest Moon Drive-In in Gibson City. Take me down to Gibson City. The grass is green and the girls are pretty. That right there is Lights Over Bridgeport, who will be playing live right here on Carcon Carne uh, within 20 minutes or so. And actually, we're going to keep talking because I can't actually shut down the chat right now. So, <laughs> so all right. Uh, so, since you guys are such foodies, tell me your favorite place to eat in town. Favorite restaurant. Whoa. Whoa. That's a big one. My go-to is El Milagro. I have to default, def, default to the band, the band, official band restaurant. Um, but like my, my dark horse, uh, my low-key favorite is probably Little Bad Wolf. The Little Bad Wolf Burger is... Over in Andersonville. Life-changing. Super tiny, massively good burgers. Insanely good. All right, Miko? Yeah, I've never been there, but... Uh... I don't know, man. I just got to stick with the, the classics, the pizza. I mean, Phil's Pizza on 35th. I mean, every week I was eating at least a small pizza. I mean, it's so bad, but you can't get any better than that. Where do you guys stand on Vito and Nick? Delicious. I've only been there a couple times, uh, but Phil's is so much closer, you know. I had a craving two weeks ago for an Italian beef pizza. Which just with the so we'll on, oh, oh yeah, okay. See, <laughs> we, that we definitely when this all passes, we need to hang out and do something in my car. Let's oh, do yeah. it. All what right. about you, James? Where are you going to go when this is all over? You're asking us. What about you? Where are you going to go and eat? Oh God, I don't know. I, I I'd love a Kuma's burger. I, I'd be very happy with uh, oh, yeah. with the Mastodon right now uh, on a pretzel pretzel roll. That sounds really good to me. Um, I, I, here's the thing. I'm, I love food. I'm by no means a foodie. I, I haven't been to 90% of the restaurants on Randolph street. I, I'm much more comfortable eating hot dogs and jalapeno poppers. I I'm really not a sophisticate by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we're not either. I mean, no. we get down with the fried foods 
you know, if we go play a show somewhere, we're looking for the, the wings and the cheese sticks. So, you know, what sounds really good is Lawrence's. Oh, dude, I've only been there once on Canal. Oh, yeah, the, the cocktail yeah. sauce. Oh, my God. That sounds really good to me right now. Popcorn shrimp. Dude, I, I used to be obsessed with Rick and Benny's. I love Rick and Benny's. Okay. The day we shot, what was it, the video or something? We were, oh, I we were forgot about park. this. I forgot about this. Or it's like the day I, we bought the van or something. Me and John had, had a full day of van stuff. I mean, it was like eight, nine hours of being stuck with each other. We, we filmed eating. the video and then we went, we went and bought the van. Yeah. So it was this long day, stressful, you know, shooting videos, spending tons of money, you know, driving tons of, you know, miles or whatever. We didn't eat all day. And uh, so Kevin and Kurt went to 350 to eat, but me and John were stuck like negotiating price with the van guy. Uh, so by the time we got there, they had eaten all the food. So then we were like, all right, screw this. It's too packed in here. Let's go home to Ricky Benny's and we'll eat. We went to Rick and Benny's and waited for like, what, two hours? We waited in Rick and Benny's for two hours for a bread and steak. I never got it. The worst thing was they gave me my sandwich, but you didn't get yours. So I was sitting there eating in front of you after waiting like over an hour, and you just had this like look of death on your face. That's horrible. It's terrible. Well, I've never had that happen to me, and I will say uh, just as something for the plus column for Rick and Benny's, they serve their hot wings on a bed of French fries. Oh, yeah. So by the time you're done with the wings, the fries are covered in that buffalo sauce. It's glorious. Oh, it's, it's That sounds good thing. to me right now. And you get, That's of course, real south side eating right there. Oh, my God. And you get that, that steak sandwich with the marinara, maybe a little mozzarella on it. It's like a football. You kind of have to cradle it. You kind of have to carry it like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, you love it like a child. Exactly. exactly. Uh-huh. Show it a little bit of love. That was a negative experience, but... We we firmly stand by our love for well I don't know I mean maybe, maybe yeah every place every place you give every place their one foul right like the places you love if if they let you down once you're like okay everyone has a shitty day everyone has an off night I'm gonna try again of course if there's a second strike okay lesson learned I'm done but you gotta you gotta give them that one in that case it just sucked because we were so hungry yeah it was just. Oh, my God, yeah. That's a cruel series of circumstances. All right, you guys need to perform. Um, So I'm going to cut you loose because my computer works again. I want to thank everyone watching on Facebook Live, new arrivals like Denise and Lauren, uh, the world-famous Dennis Buckley of 88 Fingers Louie, Kara Caravu, Pilot Pete, thank you all for watching tonight. And thank you, guys. Thank you, James. Yeah, awesome, man. I wanna drive home, home to Chicago My sweet and my sorrow I know Waiting for me, there, there where she's lying It feels like I'm dying when I don't know what to Sadness to find
ser amor.